Good morning. Wow. Packed house this morning. Good to see you all. Happy New Year. Good to see everyone. If uh, you can, maybe try and scoot in just a bit and make some room for some folks still coming in. Uh, there's some room up front, really close, in the area that nobody likes to sit in. Don't worry. Good to see you all this morning. Happy New Year. My name is Stephen Elliott. I am the pastor of High School Ministries here at Grace. have a few announcements for you. First of all, uh, if some of you were here early at 9 o'clock, we are sorry that you didn't get the memo that it was uh, just one service this morning. Or maybe you are doing well on your resolution to be at church really, really early in the new year. That's Michael Jokes Lopes. That's Michael Lopes joke. I can't I can't claim credit for that one. I heard him say that this morning. I thought that was so funny. So well done, Michael. Good joke. But uh, if you are if you did get here really early, apologies for that. Hope you had a blessed and relaxed morning though. Uh, a few announcements. If uh, you've got your bulletin, you'll notice on the front, True Love Waits Parent Meeting. Uh, True Love Waits is February 6th through the 8th. If you want your student to go to, through True Love Waits, if you and your student wanted to go through True Love Waits, uh, just make sure that you are at that parent meeting next Sunday on January 11th from 2 to 4. It's going to be in the fellowship hall just directly across the grass area over here. Um, at least one parent needs to be at that, so make sure you, make sure you are there. Uh, all church meeting. This is really a great, really a, a, a wonderful meeting. It's, an, it's our, our information. It's our annual information meeting. Uh, really a great, it's really a worship service, I, I think of it as. It's a, just a great time, really honors the Lord, very informative. Uh, make sure that you are at that. It's going to be January 25th at 6 o'clock. It's going to be here in the worship center. Uh, so please be there. It's really, um, I just can't, if, if you're new to Grace and you have, think of what business meetings are like at other churches, you know, that typically tends to be real negative. Uh, it is not like that at all. It's very positive, very upbeat, and uh, really very worshipful and honoring of the Lord. So be sure to be there. Uh, finally, ladies, Thursday morning Bible study. Uh, look at, be sure to look at this flyer and get all the information on that. However, I was uh, told by Christine that it starts on January 22nd, not on the 15th, like it says on this on this flyer. So if you show up on the 15th, you'll be hanging out with me. You can hang out with me in my office, but uh, don't expect to be at women's Bible study. Um, you can sign up for that either on the web or you can uh, sign up at the information table that'll be set out on the patio next, next uh, Sunday morning. Now, if you are new here, welcome. You are our guest. We want you to be blessed this morning. It's going to be a really great uh, worship service. It's going to be a great um, time together. We're going to have communion. We're going to have right hand of fellowship, uh, just a, a baby dedications. Really great, great time. But we want you to be informed. Uh, if you could just raise your hand, we don't want to embarrass you or anything, but if you could just raise your hand, these guys coming down the aisle will put this bit of information in your hand. Uh, it gets you just acquainted with who we are here, and be sure to fill out the communication card and drop it in the offering plate when it comes by, and also be sure to take advantage of the coupon for the free coffee and pastry in the cafe as well. So welcome. I uh, hope you are ready and prepared to worship the Lord this morning. It's really going to be a, a great morning. Thanks.
Marriage is a lot like football. It's dedication to hard work and teamwork. Natural ability only takes you so far. You develop skills to get the rest of the way. You study your teammate to play to their strengths. You learn when to go deep and when to take a knee. Sometimes you gain yards and other times just inches. You love it when you're at the top of your game and love it still when you play through the pain. It's practice, stamina, dedication, emotion, heart. It's about overcoming setbacks and having your teammates back. It's the belief in the power of commitment and passion, an unfaltering determination to be the best you can be. It's the start of a new season. Get your team ready for the biggest game of your life. You've got the home team advantage and the winningest playbook ever. All you need now is the winning game plan. United is a high-impact, drill-for-skill, eight-week relationship development course that renews and energizes your vows to be a winning team. By experiencing United for your marriage, you and your spouse will improve communication, discover new strengths, overcome weaknesses, find new understanding, deepen your love for each other, and strengthen your commitment. Are you ready for some football? Get off the sidelines and get in the game. United, together in marriage, together through life. Hello, good morning. <laughs> so it's a new year, 2015. Happy New Year. That'll be the last time you have to say that now for another year. So the first thing of the year, you've decided to come together in fellowship here at Grace. Why are we here? Why did, you, why did you make this part of your day and to kick off your new year? It's because of Christ's love for us, because he first loved us. Amen? Amen. Because of his love. Let's worship together.
brand new year that God already has planned out. All of 2015, book it. God has a perfect will and a perfect plan. And our job, starting this morning, is just to listen to him, have our hearts open and our ears open. And our ears open not only to God and his spirit, but to each other. You're standing with friends. You're standing with brothers and sisters today. Want to make it a great year? It's going to be an awesome year. Beautiful. Let's start by giving God glory. brothers and sisters this morning. Welcome them.
such a special occasion when parents dedicate their children to the Lord. There are really some central things that we do this morning on Celebration Sunday, baptism, the Lord's Supper. But dedicating your children is a, it's a resolution that uh, starts in the heart and it's a re- resolution to the Lord. And it's a great privilege to all be a part, to have a part in the rearing of a child, to love the Lord, to know his love, and to serve him. Uh, In this, we really see the heart of Jesus. And I'd like to read from Mark chapter 10, verses 13 through 16. This shows us the love of Jesus And they were bringing children to him that he might touch them. And the disciples rebuked them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the children come to me. Do not hinder them. For to such belongs the kingdom of God. Truly I say to you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a child shall not enter it. And he took them in his arms and blessed them, laying his hands upon them. This morning, we have uh, parents and their little children, uh, Stephanie and Stacy Akins and Samuel. Did I get that right? Huh? What did I say? Oh, I said, did I say, I don't even want to repeat myself. <laughs> This is the moment of a face palm. <laughs> Stephen, whom I know so well. I'm so sorry. You can tell I get a little nervous. And Samuel, let's, can you lift him? Stephen, you do the levy, heavy lifting there. Thank you. And Travis and Julie Cardoza and Christian. And Stephen, Steve and Jen Huntley. And this is little Peyton. (laughs) And Chris and Macy Wilfong and little Maverick. Hi, Maverick. I always wanted to be a maverick. (laughs) How meaningful is it? Well, it's very meaningful to see these parents dedicate themselves and their children to God. This is precious in his sight. And little has changed since Hannah and Elkanah dedicated Samuel in 1 Samuel 1. We read about them. Or Mary and Joseph when they dedicated Jesus in Luke chapter 2. And like them, you, moms and dads, are dedicating not only your child, you're dedicating yourselves unto the Lord to maintain a home where Jesus Christ is honored and his word is treasured. In this, 
we join you in praying as God guides you, your precious children, to grow them even as Jesus grew in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man, to grow them in the love of God, his son Jesus, and to know the power and the work of his Holy Spirit in their lives. Dads, moms, recognizing the dignity and responsibility of being a parent and of your dependence on God to fulfill your duties, do you now dedicate your children to God and solemnly covenant to strive by precept, by example, and by vital association with God's people, his church, to train your children to love God and his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord? If so, say, we do. Having dedicated your children to God, do you also consecrate yourselves to Christ and in the spirit of this covenant to inspire Christ-likeness in your home and the rearing of your children? If so, say, we do. Having heard these vows and sacred assurances as a minister of Christ, I joyously and with earnest prayer commend your children to the gracious keeping of God, our Heavenly Father. Your child may not remember this moment, but you will, and you can remind them. And I say this every time. My mother used to remind me that uh, she and my father dedicated me unto the Lord, and that truly, you know, I thought of that growing up a lot, that they had dedicated me to him, and that he had a hold of me and was formulating and forging something in my life. And I hope that you'll take the opportunities as they grow in grace and wisdom in God to remind them of that as well. Will you all stand with me as we pray together for these families? Join me. Father, it is with great joy and thanksgiving that we commend these moms and dads and their children to you in prayer. Enable them. Empower them with your love and grace. Encourage them, assuring them of your sure and unseen work in their lives to bring about your beautiful purposes and plans for them and their children. Guide them with your strong and loving hand. May they grow in love, grow to love you and trust you more and more. And may they experience joy, the joy of your care from sunrise to sunset every hour of the day. You never leave us. You never forsake us. And Father, grant all of us to know your divine opportunities to add our encouragement to them in word and deed with your spiritual blessing and tenacious love. Help us all to be good and alert trustees of your children. And we pray this in Jesus' name. And all of God's people said, Amen. God bless you.
to all of you. I'd like to, you're, you're, you have the opportunity to witness uh, uh, four people being baptized this morning and uh, to prepare our hearts for that I'd like to read you the account of Jesus's baptism. I'd like you to pay a special, special attention to three things in this account. First off when Jesus comes to be baptized John's response to him because John realizes who Jesus is. He is God who has come to earth to ultimately die on the cross for our sins. And then pay attention to Jesus' response back to John. He makes a statement where he uses the, the word us instead of me, which means he's speaking to all believers, including us. And then also pay attention to who is there at the baptism. Um, it's a very rare place in scripture where you have all three persons of the Godhead endorsing this act, which means it's important for all of us. Let me read it to you. Then Jesus came from Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? Jesus replied, let it be so now. It is proper for us to do this, to fulfill all righteousness. Then John consented. As soon as Jesus was baptized, he went up out of the water. At that moment, heaven was opened, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and lighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, whom I love. With him I am well pleased. Jesus established baptism as a way for his people to proclaim that they are going to follow him. It is the way that we as believers identify with Jesus and his work on the cross. We practice baptism by immersion because it's the best picture of what Jesus actually did on the cross. Death, burial, and resurrection. As these people are baptized this morning, I want to encourage you as believers to not be passive observers, but to remember your baptism and maybe think about your relationship with Jesus Christ and your commitment to him. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning. Can I introduce to you, this is Alyssa Joseph. Alyssa, can you tell um, our family here at Grace Community when you came to know the Lord Jesus? When I was seven with my dad in my room. In your room with your dad, okay. And why are you being baptized today, Alyssa? So everyone can know that I have accepted my, my life into Jesus' hands. Okay, good. Alyssa, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, yes? Yes. Alyssa, look at me. Is it your desire to serve him and follow him all the rest of the days of your life, no matter what should come your way? Yes. Upon this, your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, 
and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. May I introduce to you, this is Emma Hastings. Good morning, Emma. Good morning. <laughs> Emma, can you tell us when you gave your life to Jesus Christ? Um, two weeks ago when I was in the car with my mom. Two weeks ago in the car with your mom. Mm -hmm. You can actually accept Jesus in the car. Mm -hmm. Yes, you can. <laughs> and Emma, why are you being baptized today? Because God did it um, when he was young. And so you want to follow him? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. I'll grab your instrument. Emma, you've given your life to Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. Yes? Yes. Emma, look at me. <laughs> you know, that might seem, I, I actually want to explain. I think it's a big deal when someone's making this commitment. I want to make sure they're paying attention. <laughs> so, <laughs> Emma, is it your desire to serve? Jesus, follow him all the rest of the days of your life, yes. no matter what should come your way. Yes. Upon this, your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. This is Ezra, Ezra Canning. <laughs> you wanted to tell him instead of me? <laughs> okay, Ezra, when did you give your life to Jesus Christ? When I was five years old in Sunday school and we said a prayer to ask Jesus into our lives. Wonderful. Um, why are you being baptized today, Ezra? I am being baptized because God helped heal my mom from cancer and I know he's real and I want to follow his footsteps. Oh, wonderful. Ezra, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, yes? Yes. Ezra, is it your desire to follow him all the rest of the days of your life, no matter what should come your way? Yes. Okay, Ezra, I baptize you now upon this, your profession of faith, in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I think you've already met Stephen, but I will introduce him to you again. <laughs> this is Stephen Akins. Good morning, Stephen. Good morning. Stephen, can you tell us when you gave your life to Jesus Christ? The summer of 2013, I uh, gave my life to Christ as I know him today. Okay. And why are you being baptized today? Because I want to show everyone my complete surrender to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, my companion, the Holy Spirit, and my Heavenly Father. Yeah. Good for you.
Stephen, you've given your life to Jesus Christ, yes? Yes. Stephen, is, your, is it your desire to serve him and follow him all the rest of the days of your life, no matter what should come your way? Absolutely. Upon this, your profession of faith, I baptize you now in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. continue to worship.
Good morning. My name is Harriet Gray, and I am one of the interns here at Grace. I serve in the children's ministry. Um, as part of my job responsibility, I oversee our ministry outreach to Golden Oak Elementary. Um, we provide an after-school Bible club once a week. Uh, we do barbecues once a month for our students. Um, we do Thanksgiving baskets, and we help with a variety of other events throughout the year. Uh, the school has also approached us when they have families in need and we're able to help them. Um, just a few weeks ago, we had a congregation member who had some extra Christmas trees and they wanted to donate them to some families in need. So I was able to contact the school and we connected them together and they were able to gift out all these trees and find homes for all these Christmas trees and blessed families. Um, the week before Christmas, we were approached by a company that we work closely with and have a good relationship with. Um, they wanted to bless two families this Christmas with gifts. Um, because of our connection with Golden Oak, I was able to contact the principal directly and ask her if she knew of two families that we could help out this Christmas. Um, I want to share with you about one family who received Christmas gifts this year. Um, after the gifts were bought and dropped off to us at the church, um, our children's director, Kathleen Punt, and I set off to deliver them. I'd called the mother in advance and just introduced myself and let her know that we had something we'd like to drop off for her and her family. Um, when we came to the door, there were four little girls running around playing outside, um, and we spoke to the mother. I reintroduced myself and told her that we had the gifts in the car. When one of the little girls heard that we had gifts for them, she started squealing literally squealing. She was so excited. Um, she then proceeded to, to run down the street screaming, we've got gifts, we've got gifts. <laughs> um, when they came to the, the car to help us take the gifts out of the trunk, um, she jumped right into my trunk and still very excited, squealing some more, and got more excited when she saw a gift with her name on it, and then another gift with her name on it, and still more gifts with her name on it. Um, we took the gifts inside and we put them under the Christmas tree, which was actually one of the Christmas trees that had been donated um, the week before. As we were putting the gifts under the tree, we saw that there was not a lot in this house. There was no furniture, um, there was no pictures on the wall, there was no decorations, um, and they were just sitting on the floor. There was no couch even. <laughs> it was evident on the faces of these little girls that these gifts brought light into their home this Christmas time. It was a joy to be able to witness this, and I'm glad I could share this story with you this morning. It is so exciting to see the Lord at work in this community and to see how he is using people to bless others. Why don't we rise? as we pray together and give thanks to the Lord for all that he's doing. It's exciting to see, isn't it, what he's doing in the lives of people and how he's using us. Let's pray together. Father, um, once again, we're reminded, Father, that you are alive and that you are not dead, that you are not a figment of our imagination. We are not praying to the air. We're not praying to the ceiling or to the wall. We're praying to the living God. God who spoke to Abraham and Moses. We're speaking to you, Father, who hears us, who walks with us and talks with us. And Lord, 
we see evidence of what you've done in the lives of people uh, this morning, how you've moved parents to um, raise their children, uh, not in the ways of the world, but in your ways, in the ancient ways, in the ways of love and mercy, in the ways of justice and righteousness, in the ways of forgiveness. Father, we see people who are proclaiming you, proclaiming Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We're seeing how your people are opening up their hearts to serve those in our community, people who do not know you. It's the very thing you've done for us in the past. And Father, in 2015, we would ask that you would help us to be a people who walks more closely with you, who walks on your paths, who proclaims Jesus Christ with boldness and passion and love, and who give to those in need out of our resources as you've blessed us and may we bless others. And may it all be done for your glory and for your honor. And may this, may this worship center be filled with more people at the end of this year because they've heard your message in word and in deed. And Father, right now we offer you our tithes and offerings as an expression of worship, as an expression of thanks, as an expression of awe. We pray these things in Jesus Christ's name. And all of his people said, Amen.
share with you the experience that we had um, in the year 2014. Um, we've been married nine years. We celebrated our ninth anniversary on New Year's Eve. We have two children, Ezra, which is nine, who you saw baptized up here, and Seth, who was in the nursery. Um, 2014 was very tough, to say the least, but uh, God... Uh, through in a, in a very big way for us. I'm going to have my wife tell you the story. <laughs> Last year I was diagnosed and received treatment for a tumor. It was a um, skull-based tumor and it originated in the um, front portion of my skull. Um, the tumor we later learned was cancerous, and it had. By the time I received treatment, it had filled um, the frontal portion of my sinuses um, to the point that it started to press against my left eye. And um, what was more concerning about my diagnosis is that um, it caused the tumor had caused corrosion or erosion of my um, skull, and it was pressing against my brain at the point. Um, that I received treatment. But in January of last year, I was oblivious <laughs> to all that was going on inside my head. Um, in the time leading up to my diagnosis, I had no side effects. And um, beyond a small, unnoticeable, really, um, bump that seemed to be growing in what I thought was my tear duct. Um, I didn't have any headaches, and I didn't have any impairment of my vision. And I definitely didn't have any personality changes or um, any issues toward my sweetness, my demeanor toward my husband. <laughs> he would definitely agree, I'm sure. No signs. Um, and after chatting with some friends and family, I thought it was just the clock tear duct. I thought I could go in and out and it would be a simple procedure. Um, but after a few referrals and several scans later, I learned that it was something more serious. So. Um, I was soon under the care of the otolaryngology team at UCSF. And on May 22nd, I underwent um, the first form of treatment, which was an endoscopic sinus surgery. And it wasn't, um, it wasn't until after the surgery when the full pathology report had come back that, um, that said it was cancer and um, that further treatment would be needed. So um, um, let's see, during... Um, Let's see, it must have been September. I had a full um, cranial surgery. It was pretty scary. The um, surgeon explained how he would have to um, create an incision from my left ear to my right ear, and um, he would have to um, remove a portion of my skull and clear out all the sinuses, everything that had been touched by the tumor, and they did that. Um, it took about 16 hours of surgery, but I was supported by my family here at Grace with prayer, and my friends and family went um, to San Francisco to be by my side, Pastor Cameron, 
and um, the recovery, it was amazing. Like Everyone was so shocked when they went in to see me because the swelling was minimal and um, God was just so good. He was there through all of it. Um, so my treatment wasn't over quite yet. I still had to face seven weeks of radiation therapy. And um, I think what was hardest was being away from my boys, for sure. And um, we had like illnesses. My um, our telecare provider at one point got sick. Our kids got sick. It was just so hard to be away. But um, through it all, God was so faithful. He, I just was had peace. Even when I was upset and crying and so sad to be gone, he, I just never, ever felt despair. And I'm so grateful for him that he gave that peace beyond understanding. So I have to say thank you to my friends and my family and everyone that prayed for us and supported us and loved us through it all. And to God be the glory. Thank you. I had to dry my eyes. <laughs> we have a lot to be thankful for. Even if we didn't, we have a lot to be thankful for. This is a good time, <clears throat> besides every other day, to be grateful. Gratitude, or being grateful, is our response to the grace of God. It is our way of saying, I see what you're doing. I see it. I see it in my life. I see it around me. I see it in the lives of others. It didn't escape me, Lord. I see it. And I realize it's from you. It's from your hand. In the eyes of the world, it doesn't seem like much, Lord, but I know it's from you. And Lord, you're so lavish. You're so generous. There's so much that I take it for granted. I see everybody enjoying it, day in and day out. Things I don't even give thought to because they're there all the time, or they're seasonal, or I expect them, or they eventually come. So after a while, I stop saying thank you, or even noticing, or recognizing how great you are and how generous and how loving, and the thankness, the thankfulness, the thanksgiving, it dwindles, it piddles, it dries up, and in its place grows Envy, 
jealousy, greed, sadness, cynicism, pessimism. I can't trust you, Lord, because I don't have as much as that person. And we think in terms of what we don't have rather than in terms of what we have. So I want us to practice gratitude today, right now. And I want to encourage you to practice gratitude every day. It is the golden key that unlocks the doors of happiness and joy. It will change the way you see the people around you. You don't think I know what I'm talking about? Try it. It will change the way you see the people around you, the people that you see every day, the people that you meet for the first time. the children in your life, the spouse, the parents, the friends, the co-workers, the fellow shoppers, the drivers on the road. It will change the way you see them. It will change the way you see yourself in the mirror. It will change the way you see each and every day. And you will find that you become a person that is more alive and joyful. You will become a person that is more gracious and giving. You'll laugh more. You'll experience excitement and anticipation. You'll recognize opportunity. You'll find that you're not as short-tempered or irritable you have a capacity to wait and be patient. All because you say, I see you, Lord. I see what you did. I see your hand in that. I see your gracious, loving, kind, good heart in everything around me. When I look back, I can count the people, the resources, the gifts, the choice, all from you. And now I see them as they roll out in front of me, grace upon grace. And I know it's true. I know it's real. It's not just a figment of my imagination it's not a construct of my intellect I see it in this bread and in this cup which represents your precious son the gift of gifts the greatest act of love who gave his life for me for you this bread his body broken this cup representing the blood that ran from his veins, that sealed a new covenant 
bread which said, you're forgiven. Your sins are past. The power of sin is perishing in your life. The presence of sin is diminishing. And the new covenant, you need not fear. I love you. The past is past. Behold, this day is new. I want to give us a few minutes to thank the Lord, to be grateful. And then I'll lead us in the Lord's Supper. Sometime, Father, we should just uh, come and give thanks the whole allotted time. One after another. We would walk on air celebrating your grace, your goodness, your joy, your love. Oh, there are heartbreaks and tragedies and sadnesses that make us cry. Because we live in a broken, sinful world. But you are the healer and redeemer of our lives. And we give you thanks and praise. We see it never more clearly than we see it in this bread and this cup. And so we thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' matchless name, we thank you. Amen. On the night he was betrayed, he took bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said, this is my body, which is for you.
this bread and this cup is our confession of faith. Jesus said, take and eat. same way after supper the cup also saying this cup is the new covenant in my blood
all of you drink it. As often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Now, if you will, pass the cups toward the center. Thank you, gentlemen, for picking those up for us. If you'd like to be a cup picker-upper, <laughs> there's a short eight-week course. <laughs> really appreciate all the, all the folks who do little things behind the scenes that we're just so grateful for the family of God. Is Tim behind me? Sometimes I realize he's lurking. <laughs> well, as he's making his way here, <laughs> I want to let you know that at the close of the service, we're going to receive the uh, Deacon's Fund offering, which is totally dedicated to helping people who come to the church, come to the Lord, seeking help. And who of us has never been in a position where we needed a helping hand. And we give that helping hand in the name of Jesus. And we give them the good news, too. And then, of course, we also help those in our own church family who need a helping hand. So if you're able to give, we ask you to give and give generously. Now, Tim. Lurking? <laughs> I'm not the most subtle guy on this staff. Somehow lurking doesn't quite fit me, but <laughs> bull in a china closet, maybe. If you are here this morning and prepared to receive the right hand of fellowship, we'd ask you to come forward at this time and actually kind of spread yourself out on both sides of the pulpit here. Um, it occurred to me as I was looking around that we have a lot of guests with us this morning. Um, Maybe you are family of the Akins, or you had a loved one that was baptized that you wanted to see that, or maybe you, there was a parent-child dedication that you wanted to be a part of. Um, and I want you to know that I wanted to explain to you the right hand of fellowship. We at Grace Community Church are a group of people who are just trying to follow the Lord, and I realize that some of you are here this morning uh, away from your home church. We want you to know we don't believe we're the only church in town. In fact, there's a lot of good churches in town, and I just wanted to say thank you for being here with us this morning. Um, the right hand of fellowship is actually the last step in our membership process, and um, it comes from Galatians chapter 2, verse 9, which says this, 
James, Peter, John, those reputed to be pillars, gave me and Barnabas the right hand of fellowship when they recognized, recognized the grace given to me. They agreed that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the Jews. Uh, we practice formal membership and the process to become a member of our church is obviously they, we want people who are believers. They go through our what we call our inquirers class. They are interviewed by an elder or a leader in our church. And then the last step is the right hand of fellowship where we welcome them into our church. So if you're a visitor, we would encourage you at the end of this service after I introduce them and Pastor John kind of or gives them the right hand of fellowship, we will come up and welcome these folks. If you're a visitor, please feel free to come and welcome them as well because we are all a part of the body of Christ, are we not? Whether we go to Grace Community Church or another church. So let me introduce these folks to you, and um, then I will have um, Pastor John um, uh, give them the right hand of fellowship. Um, well, we have Ty, Jeff, and Jokolasi. <laughs> and hold your applause to the end. We will welcome them all at once. Nancy Graves. Little exercise for you this morning. Come across. Good for you. You can go wherever you'd like. Connor Anderson, Taryn Neese, Mackenzie Canterbury, Stephen, Stephen Ramos, Ruthie Nadler, Elizabeth Pace, and Jared Durker. Would you welcome them? Would you all stand and we'll pray together? I'm going to pray for these folks and then our benediction will be you can come up and welcome them. Um, because there are so many people here today, I will ask you to start at my right and head to my left because we'll have a log jam if we don't. Let me pray for these folks. Thank you all for being here and to our guests, we're glad you've chosen to worship with us today and God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day and our Lord it is very apparent to us, not only on this day, but every day, Lord, that you are real and active in our lives and you're, you're helping us, Lord, to, to make it through this, this life, and we're grateful for that, Lord. We do pray for these folks who are receiving the right hand this morning, that, Lord, they have chosen to be members here at Grace Community Church, and so we would pray, Father, that you would bless them and use them, and we do pray for your church, Lord, not only here at Grace Community, but around the world, that you would use us all to take your kingdom to the world. We pray this in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. God bless you all.